0: The Nova Guestless Podcast
1: with Kieran McGuinness.
0: The very best in indie, alternative, and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova. That is The Pills by Def Nettle on Radio Nova. Big fan of that tune. That came in last year and I was like, what is this? This is excellent. Well, it's by a man called Glenn Brady and his band. Uh, he's a kind of a producer, a DJ, songwriter, and he has such an amazing kind of story of where he got to where he is now. And he's releasing a new album next Friday called D-N-O-1, which is the first Def Nettle album. And uh, it's absolutely great. It's a kind of a mix of punk and hip hop. A kind of an alternative feel a bit of trip hop on there as well and we're very very lucky ahead of the album release to chat to Glenn on the phone how's it going Glenn?
1: Good, thanks, Kieran. That's a good description. The album is DN001.
0: Okay. So, you know. <laughs> D- 001. All right. DN001. I'm planning many
1: multiple albums. Yeah. So, uh, need to get to 100. Start with the- <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so, the album's coming out next Friday. Um, I'm assuming, you know, I don't know about you, I've got an album coming out next Friday as well. I've kind of given it to a lot of my friends for kind of opinions and whatever else. What kind of feedback are you getting back from people about it?
1: Um, really good so far, you know, We've done five or six singles over the last 18 months or so. So um, half of the album has those singles on it. And there's been a good reaction. It's got lots of um, um, lots of uh, radio play and lots of interviews and stuff like that around it. Uh, I think people were in the, initially, because, you know, I come from a production engineering and DJ background. They're probably surprised to hear the vocals. Um But, you know, it's something I've been working on my whole life. And, you know, I spent many years away in New York and Berlin and places like that where I've done a lot of vocals. So um, kind of developed it over many years before I decided to go full on with it.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's a fair play because the vocals are, you know, they have a lot of personalities. You know, they have a unique kind of style, as you can hear from the song. So, you know, I don't know whether you've come out of the traps with it, but uh, like it's already kind of, kind of very formed you know um, but you do mention a bit of your background there it's kind of an amazing uh, background getting to now like it's been a kind of a, a trip so uh, I mean how how do you feel like all this has kind of how, uh, informed the album
1: I think it's, it's really important um, I think you know I, like you said I, I kind of you know I grew up between New York and Dublin um, and then you know in my 20s I was a DJ in Dublin and uh, you know, kind of outgrew that a little bit and went to New York and and so on, San Francisco and Berlin. And, you know, I kind of followed the, the music and followed the works um, in my life. So um, each place has a very important uh, um, influence on the album. You know, a lot of my early DJing comes out in the vocals and some of the rap style deliveries um, you know, maybe my, my earlier years, there's a lot of indie and punk influence. I think I re reignited re my interest in that in my years in New York. And again, when I lived in San Francisco years, years later, I was engineering a lot of live venues there, so a lot of rock bands and whatnot. Um, so every place has a, a definite impact on the production and the writing, of course. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that people might know about you is the last band you were in, had Dolores O'Riordan in it and Andy Rourke from The Smiths. <laughs> I would say some people's kind of a dream band. I mean, it, you know, very sad that it, um, the two have left us, but uh, it must have just been one of the most um, amazing experiences.
1: Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd known Andy for many years. Um, he had remixed some of the work I've done as DJ Wall in a band I was in The Glass. <clears throat> and I remixed... Um, the precursor to the dark band that he did with Dolores was called Jetlag, And I had remixed that band. So years later when he and Dolores uh, and Dolores, partner were putting together the dark album, they were looking for an engineer and someone who kind of got it. And, you know, I guess my name came up and, uh, and they asked me, so I was, you know, yeah, I mean, it was wonderful because I, I, I wasn't part of the band in the making of the album. I was the engineer and I was a mixer. Um, and later, when they decided to make a live version of the band, that's when I ended up being in the, the live band itself. You know, wh- what can I say? Working, you know, Andy, the Smiths, this was probably the most important band of my teenage years and the most influential band maybe in my whole life. So I was always a little awestruck being around Andy, even though he was a very down-to-earth person. Um, you know, it, was, it always felt like, I was really privileged to be around Andy, especially when there was music making involved, as opposed to just socially. Um, As far as Dolores is concerned, um, you know, that's just magic, really. You know, she was a one of a kind person and one of a kind singer. So, you know, I'm almost emotional thinking about how lucky I was to have had any interaction with her, never mind to have you know, made a record with her, um and for her and to have worked for her. Um it was it was uh probably the greatest experience you could have as a producer, engineer, or writer, or musician, or an artist in general, you know. Um you know, just to listen to her voice but also to work with her as a person. She was a a, a very um maternal and um honest and, and interesting person to be around.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd say it was incredible, alright, and what a privilege. Um Yeah. So, I mean, uh, really lucky. Uh, the, on the album itself on DN001, um Andy of course, Andy Rook plays on the final track, the War Machine. But let's talk about the album. Um for me, uh okay. it's it's really sonically interesting. I mean, I I know that I can hear an engineer's <laughs> I can hear an engineer's influence <laughs> on it. Uh, it's really rhythmic, okay. it's really rhythmically driven. So the beats, the the delivery, the vocals, uh, the way that the kind of songs come together. There's a lot of rhythm in there, you know. So people are really going to enjoy that, listen to it. And I think one of the things that's there's a lot of personality and, and tongue in cheek in the lyrics uh, right from the first song. So I think, you know, did the album come together uh, um, as a plan that you knew it was going to be? Or did, were you just piecing things together as it went and then you, you know, the kind of, it, it fell where it fell and you, you kind of. In
1: this, initially, I was working for a rapper in the States and we were trying to figure out what his album was going to be. And one of his ideas was a very jazzy idea, and one of his ideas was kind of a a punky idea. And he ended up going for the jazzy album. That's a long story. And I ended up having these two or three tracks I really liked, and um, that became The Pills and I Think Don't. uh, Those two tracks were were from that original uh, project, And I I just felt like I'd been writing my whole life and it was time to do something with that. And, you know, I've always had a bit of a voice and something to say. So once I had those two tracks done, I kind of felt like, oh, there's a project here. Yeah, I want to do an album. And, uh, you know, Pivotal was having Lisa involved, who who, who is a co-vocalist on the album, uh, Lisa Doyle. I had worked with her in a band called Third Eye Surfers. Uh, back in the early 2000s, and I'd always wanted to revisit working with her, and we'd reconnected around that time. So um, her personality was important. Um, But, yeah, once I had those first two tracks done, I was like, okay, I think I have a project here, even though I wasn't particularly planning one. And uh, I kind of felt like I owed it to myself to give the writing a chance because I have hundreds of notebooks in closets my whole life that of writing that i wanted to use and you know harken back to our conversation about traveling i felt like you know having experienced several different music scenes over the years i had a lot of characters and a lot of people and experiences to write about so um it was the perfect vehicle for using all of that the the style of music to kind of lent itself to that i'm a big tom Waits fan. I, I like lyrics, I like I like the idea of the writer, and I really wanted to, to somehow use that in the music, so mm. this was a great way to do that.
0: Well, look, at um, we're chatting to Glenn Brady and uh, his band. Uh, Deathnet will have their debut album, DN001, out on Friday, and they're playing in Whelan's on Thursday night. Uh, tickets are a tenner. It's going to be a brilliant gig. Go along and see Ooh. that. Yeah, Um, so just before we go, I'm going to play one more track from the album. I think this is one of my favourite songs. I guess there's a couple of different personalities on the album, um, but this is a sort of one of the kind of more soulful uh, sides of things. It's called Four Years. And very briefly, uh, Glenn, can you give us a little background on the song Four Years uh, by Def Nettle?
1: Yeah, Four Years kind of focuses in on um, the four years. It's been five years now, but I wrote it a year ago. The four years I'd been sober, and to the events that kind of inspired me to go sober. An act of mine uh, got murdered in the States, sadly, and uh, that kind of inspired me to, to, um, to live my life a li- with a little more presence and a little more uh, direction um, and to sober up and, and kind of appreciate where I was at, and, uh, and to, especially with regards to music and uh, not take it for granted all the stuff I've been given as a a musician and an artist. So that was written four years after I I went sober after that tragic event, and I felt like it was really important for the album to discuss that on the album because it was so important to the making of the record.
0: Well, I mean, Uh, there's. I was just going to say, I mean, there's a thousand stories. (laughs) about it sounds like just such an amazing kind of uh, path to now but now is the album DN001 Glenn, thank you so much for chatting to us
1: Thanks, I just wanted to say we have uh, excellent punk band The Nils supporting us on Thursday at Whelan's so uh, try to come down
0: Nils, okay brilliant so it's a great lineup on Thursday night in Whelan's and go and pick up the album DN001 and I'm assuming you'll have uh, vinyl or, or albums or whatever on the night as well
1: yeah, we've got vinyl, digital, in the shops, on Bandcamp. Stream it on all the platforms. There you go. That's it. That's,
0: that's the plug. We got it. Um, Four Years is the Perfect. song from the brilliant album DN001, and this is Deaf Nettle. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Kieran. The Nova Guestless Podcast with Kieran McGuinness. The very best in indie,
1: alternative, and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova.